are underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mad Dog Pod. I'm Nate. I'm Gabe. And I'm Andrew. Today, we're going to be talking about the next position as yesterday was shooting guard. Today is going to be small forwards. We're going to be going through Bleacher Report's ranking of the top 15 small forwards in the league. This one will probably be the quickest one out of all of the positions. We may get caught up on a couple of players uh, in like the higher areas, but unlike the past positions... Like 15 through 8 won't be talked about much because small forward isn't a very deep position in the league. It's really top heavy. So we'll dive right into it with 15 through 11, starting with at 15, TJ Warren, then 14's Duncan Robinson, then OG Anunobi, followed by Kelly Oubre Jr., and then rounding out uh, 15 through 11 at 11 is Joe Ingles. So I guess for me, the only issue I have this is, I mean, Joe Ingles shouldn't be over Kelly Oubre, and I think Duncan Robinson is just a better version of Joe Ingles this season. So I would probably put Joe Ingles 15th on this list and then just shift everybody else up. But, like, I don't really have that many major issues with this besides Kelly Oubre not being the top of those five. Um. The only I would consider Duncan Robinson a shooting guard more, and I think I might just put T.J. Warren above him, just because Duncan. The only thing he does is shoot. Like I think he averages nine field goals per game. Eight of them are three pointers, and while he does it at like the best clip out of anybody in the NBA, and he's one. He's if not the best shooter in the NBA. Right he's now. like the third best shooter in NBA history. Yeah, in a regular season. Yeah, right now. So, but the thing that why Joe Ingles is above him is his passing. He just he creates more than uh, Duncan. Well, and his and his defense is a yeah. lot better. Unfortunately, the Cavs have had haven't had a good small forward since LeBron James. So, uh, since LeBron James left, so we have no one to put on this list. And Chetty obviously won't be on the list. Kevin Porter Jr. We could see him if he transitions, either shooting guard or small forward, could be on the list in a couple of years, but... Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, and we could maybe draft a small forward this year, so... Yeah, maybe. Know, the possibility is there. But I don't I don't really have a problem with the list. Um, I think it's fine. I mean, it's, it's 15 through 11. It's not really much significance to it. Yeah, and it's like a way less relevant 15 through 11 than other positions. Like tomorrow when we talk about power forwards, like the 15th man in the power forwards is insane. That's a deep position. Small forwards pretty bad this year. Uh, at 10 is actually a person who's having a great year. It's Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, and then 9 and 8 are Will Barton. And DeMar DeRozan. So, off the bat, Will Barton's too high in my opinion. I'd put Kelly Oubre over him. And, like, even potentially Duncan Robinson just off of the shooting alone. And then definitely I think uh, Bojan deserves to be above him. The other thing that I'm kind of thinking about when I see this list is DeMar DeRozan at 8. I can't think of seven small forwards better than him in the league right now. Especially considering... Uh, Paul George is on the shooting guard list, and 
uh, Kevin Durant's out injured, so he's not on the list. So I think DeMar DeRozan's going to be disrespected in this video, but obviously up until this point, he's the best one named. Yeah, I, I agree that Bojan and uh, DeMar should be higher. Um, I mean, I, I agree that I think Will Barton should be a little, he's a little bit overrated in this. I could definitely put Kelly Oubre over him there. Uh, I think it's a little bit closer between like Joe Ingles and Will Barton. I think Will Barton is underrated in the league, definitely. But for this list, I'd say he's overrated. Um, I don't know what they're really thinking here, putting him that high. Uh, I mean, he's good. He's a he's an all right defender. You know, uh, he can create, and uh, you know, he's pretty good for the Nuggets off the bench, but. Putting him at nine for small forward, that's just a little too much. Yeah, um, I, I agree with them. I, I think Will Barton is a little, I think is overrated in this case. I said with Ben Simmons, he wasn't good at finishing at the rim, and he was in the 93rd percentile, which uh, contradicts each other because the higher the percentile, the better they are at finishing. So Will Barton is finishing at 41 in the 41st percentile at the rim. So like he's really mostly uh, like catch and shoot. Mostly, he's he likes to, and then also he's on the floor usually with at least three of Denver's four other regular starters. So his plus minus looks a lot better than maybe he deserves it to be. Um, I would put Bojan Bogdanovic ahead of him. I mean, we saw Bojan Bogdanovic in that series um, with the Pacers against the Cavs, and how he just absolutely destroyed the Cavs from perimeter. And he was it was crazy watching him play. I think he hit. Uh, he hit like six threes one game, five threes one game in that first round series. So I'm, I've been high on Bojan Bogdanovic. I think he should be above Will Barton. I have no problem with DeMar DeRozan at eight, though, just because he's got more stuff to do than the rest of the guys on the list behind him. Yeah. So now we'll dive into seven and six. Seven is Gordon Hayward and six is Brandon Ingram. I think Gordon Hayward and DeMar DeRozan should be switched. But I do think a lot of people unnecessarily disrespect Gordon Hayward because obviously he's not what his contract like dictates he should be. And he's not the player that we thought he would be when he first went to the Celtics. But he still plays a really big role on this team. And as the fourth best scorer on the team, he's still putting up almost 19 points per game. So Gordon Hayward's still a great player. I just think because he doesn't have the impact or role on his team that DeMar DeRozan has, DeMar should be above him. But also with Brandon Ingram, I think Brandon Ingram is the best player that's been named so far. So I'm fine with him at six. Yeah, uh, Gordon Hayward's been solid this season. It's good to see him come back from that injury. Um, I, I think he's shooting 50% from the field. So I, he's just a solid player. And uh, Brandon Ingram is surging this year. And he's been uh, really good. And um, his, his usage is lower than Zion, but he's been really good in catch-and-shoot situations and just uh, creating offense out of nowhere. So I can't wait to see him grow more as a player. Uh, so for me, I'm actually I'm not very high on Goran Hayward. Um, right now, his role in on the Celtics roster is, I mean, he's playing well for his role, but he his role is just not as important as like so many other different players on the Boston Celtics. I think it's given him a, you know, a good opportunity to put up good statistics. And I think it's good for him, but I think 
putting him at seven is a little bit just overrating him just because if he was in a better, you know, higher role on the Celtics, I don't think he would do as well, obviously. Uh, I mean, we saw how that went when he was in a higher role and it didn't work well at all. And he, I mean, he did get injured a, a bunch, but... And that was also I with mean, Kyrie. Yeah. That was like a different team. Yeah, it was, but his role is a lot less now. And I, I mean, it's good to see him putting up good statistics, being efficient, yeah. but I think putting him at seven above guys like DeMar DeRozan and Kelly Oubre, who mean more to their team. You think Kelly Oubre should be above Gordon Hayward? I think so, yes. It's, it's I think of, he is definitely a better player it's, right it's, now. And in... On the Suns roster, putting up statistics like he is, I think it's pretty good. Kelly Oubre averages one more point per game on worse shooting, less rebounds, and less assists yeah. than Gordon Hayward yeah, but, in the like second or third role on his team. Yeah, but Boston does struggle to when they're out with when he's just on the court with either Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, or anybody without Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. They literally have. N- very little offense. Like, they don't spend a lot of time on the offensive end because they just can't create, really. The thing about Gordon Hayward, right, is that he's a team player. He did, Like, he doesn't really do much on his own. It's sort of he similar. is there as a role player for them, okay? Whereas Kelly Oubre is actually doing more as his, on his own, like, than what Gordon Hayward's doing. It's sort well, of yeah, but that's because Kelly Oubre has no one on his team. I think, if you put, I think if you put Gordon Hayward on his own team... He'd be creating his own shots. And I, don't, be, no, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. that. His game has shifted so much well, since, okay, yeah. since the, he was on the Jazz. That but, like, well, but his game's also shifted since his last two years on the Celtics. It's like saying that if you put Kevin Love back on a team where he has no one else, that Kevin Love would be, you know, doing what he did with Minnesota. It's like it's not. It's not really the same. I, I mean, Kevin like, Love is on it. Okay. Bad, yeah. Bad yeah exactly. Right and he's not doing <laughs> it. So like. But like. But like Gordon Hayward. I, I think they're Gordon, in the same boat. Like, Gordon Hayward's putting up the similar numbers. Like obviously not the rebounds because he's not as big. But like better. I think they're probably putting up the same amount of points on better shooting than Kevin Love on a fifty times better team. Yeah, because he's playing his team role, and he's not when, like when everyone he's else the, is creating he is the for him one guy and on giving the floor, him everything. They cannot create any offense or even the number like, two guy. I hate to say he's run. getting carried, but like it's leaning He's not getting that. carried. I know. I'm not I'm not saying he, he he's contributing in his role which is not as good as only only other 20% players. of his uh of his shots are spot up. Yeah, but that he's ineffective when it's just when like without Jason Tatum and Kemba he's Walker, in the 89th, he's ineffective. He's the, in the, the 89th percentile at the rim. Right, but you can't deny that he's not a 91st percentile at right, right now on the Celtics. No, he is, he is a role up a role player. I'm just yeah. saying that like you can't be like, wow, Gordon Hayward's not a good player because he's playing. No, we're not saying he's the, not. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm like, saying who, that he is overrated. Okay, because but, they don't see him as what he actually is. I think the only player that we have named so far, or that was below Gordon Hayward. That you can even argue should be above him is Demar Derozan. I don't think Kelly Oubre is. Really... I think Bojan Bogdanovic is a better role player than Gordon Hayward. I, I mean, his statistics that. may not show it. I, I'm actually not I sure. Maybe really, I think they're. Are, I think they're pretty comparable. Their, their roles are similar, but yeah. yeah but I think Bojan Gordon Hayward's is just, just doing it at a like more efficient rate. But Bojan is more of a third option on his team right now. Like, but like, but like that's it's not like, Gordon Hayward's fault that his team is really really good. Okay. Okay, no, it may not be his fault, but that it is what it is. Like that's a, he's, he's like in that the position. Most it may not be his fault, but no, be, 
neat. They're, like, go look at the offensive stats when he's the primary guy, or when it's him and Jalen Brown on the court without Tatum or Walker. I'm, I'm offense, trying to see if he has anything on. drops in terms of uh, overall ranking uh, per like 100 possessions uh, compared to the rest of the NBA. They're not in a very high percentile. I mean, they're not very. Yes, like, that, he's not very good at. at being like the star player he was in in Utah, or being that guy. He's I'm not, not that guy saying anymore. he's that guy anymore, but like but Bojan very, isn't that guy either, and Kelly Oubre isn't that guy either. Kelly Oubre is better at create. I don't want to say creating his own. Bojan, what I'd say Bojan is a better at creating his own shot. I don't know. On the Pacers, this dude was like low key carrying them. Like he was actually. Creating his own shot on the Pacers. I mean, when you have Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, who are just two ultimate ball handlers, I mean, you don't really have to create your own shot much. But when he was on the Pacers and he was actually a primary ball handler. Gordon Hayward can actually finish at the rim. Yeah. So, like, when he gets to the rim, Gordon Hayward finishes at 69%. Which is in the 90th percentile in the NBA, or 89th. So but once again, his statistics are just juice. He's playing against like Bojan defenders that like aren't even good. Like the better the the better defenders would be playing on Tatum, Jalen Brown, any of those guys, Kemba Walker, any other offensive threat because they're I mean like so much better. Once you're at the, once you're at the rim in most games, you're probably getting doubled. But you're getting to the rim better because you're playing. On a defender who's I mean, not sure, but like the same thing goes for a player like Bojan. Like ninety percent of Bojan's chances aren't because he just like took the ball up and just went Bojan's crazy. In a, Bojan's just in, he's in a better role though. Like I I as a defense, I would worry more about Bojan Bogdanovich than I would Gordon Hayward any day. On on their given teams, maybe I because, think most coaches would agree because the team like. The team that is built around Gordon Hayward, the other players are better than the team that's built around Bojan. But if you switch what teams they're on, I'd be more scared about Gordon Hayward on that team. Or I would be more scared about Gordon Hayward on the Celtics than Bojan on the Celtics. Because Gordon I Hayward would. is just a more efficient I, version of Bojan. I don't know. No. The only guy I, I think, like, I would just put DeMar DeRozan yeah, above Gordon Hayward. I just think he's got more, like, he averages more assists. And I understand that he takes an effective shot, like... He takes a lot of mid ranges and he screws up the spacing for his team. But like, I just think he he has more to do and he's. A, I just think he's yeah. a better overall player. Are you both also okay with Brandon Ingram at six better than everybody else? Listed yeah, to yeah. Five? Yes. Brandon Ingram yeah. should be. At six. Uh, I mean, originally, uh, like, or like halfway through the season, um, I probably would have put him higher, but he kind of when Zion came in, his usage yeah, his, slipped. Yeah, his usage slipped and. But he still was effective. Well, he was still a great player. I, I also yeah. I wouldn't like. Okay, we'll get into the next two players. Even halfway through the season, I wouldn't put Brandon Ingram above either of these guys. Yeah, Maybe I, not I even would've. that close. I, that's because you hate this player. No, the fifth player <laughs> is wise, Jason but... Tatum, and the fourth player is Chris Middleton. So before recording this, we had a big debate about this. I think that Jason Tatum should be above Chris Middleton. He does more offensively than Chris Middleton does. Like, his game is way more offensively polished, and he can do more things. Like, Chris Middleton cannot drive. Like, inside the three-point line, Chris Middleton is pretty average, if not useless. Unless you're shooting mid-range. Yeah, which, like, no one in the NBA shoots mid-range. Like, you're not going to take a player because they shoot mid-range, unless they're, like, LaMarcus Aldridge, who's really old. Like, 
Chris Middleton is a three-point shooter at this point in his career. Like, nothing else. He's driving to, to the hoop less than I think he ever has in his career. Yeah, career low, 15% of his looks come at the rim, which is the seventh percentile in the NBA, which is what you expect from, like, six-foot point guards, not what you expect from a small forward who's, like, six 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 seven. And when you compare that to someone like Jason Tatum, who is... I'm not sure what his stats driving are, but he's definitely more effective within the uh, within the three point line, and he's actually he's definitely more of a threat going yeah. to the rim than middle. And, and like he's actually doing decent in mid range too. He doesn't take him much, but he's shooting really, really effectively when he does. So I think that if you just compare their all around games, Tatum is above, like not miles above, but easily above what Chris Middleton's at. Uh, for me, Chris Middleton, he's a better shooter. I mean, that that that's obvious at this point. But for me, he's a better playmaker. He does average uh, more assists, I think. But I, so the main reason why I think this is, you know, Chris Middleton's better than Jason Tatum is because I think Jason Tatum is overrated in this debate because of how much he gets minutes wise usage wise like and people just love isn't his to, usage people barely love, better than chris Mullins? yes but it is better but like and barely minutes it's are only better. it's mo- yes, only but when you take the statistics side of it and compare it with the usage and the minutes chris middleton actually looks better like when you take his per 36 that you know evens out per 36 okay, is no, like the no, dumbest stat no it's not when when you have two players that are at the top of the league it's not it's not as bad as you think, okay? I mean, when you look at two bottom tier players, yeah, sure. But when you're looking at players who actually average a, sh- a ton of minutes, like it's actually very, very comparable. So uh, looking at the advanced statistics, I mean, value wise, Jason Tatum is better, but I mean, Chris Middleton has Giannis on his team who just soaks up so much value. I mean, but okay, but Jason, like you can say that no, Chris Middleton has Giannis. He, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum has, is the number one option on his team. Chris Middleton is the number two option. That okay, means yes, but, that his value but like, is going to be high. Like number that, three through okay. six on the Celtics but they is they a better offensive player than number. Th- okay, but they three don't. They don't take. The but they don't take away from. Jason Tatum's yes, they value. Do. No, they don't. Dude, they the Celtics have three play three other players besides Tatum scoring more than 18 points per game. No. That's taking away from Tatum's touches. No, the value is like Vorp, which is value over a replacement player. Yeah. Looks at how much better this player is than the average replacement player in the but league. But like, but like, say the rest of your team sucks, so you're able to put up 30 points per game. You look better on Vorp than you do if you're with but a bunch of good players. But it's not comparable when you're a number one option. Like when you're a number one option, you're the one who's taking up all the all. But he's not. There's statistics. There's, yes, dude. He is. There's three players within three points you're, per game of him on his roster. It's not like he's. It's dude, not like he's, he's the like, number one option. Like that. He's the number one option by like one point per game. No. In like two shots per yeah, game. Yeah, statistically, but it's not even close. Like, what? Ask is, anyone, and they like who's the number one option on the sure. Celtics. They'll and say, Jason, say Tatum, Jason Tatum, but it's because close. Because it's clearly him. It's extremely close, which is why he takes around the same shots per game as Kemba Walker. It's why he scores around no, the same but... points per game as Kemba, Jalen, and Gordon Hayward. Because all four of them are used decently equally. Yes, that like Jason Tatum gets more touches, 
than the other ones. Him and Kemba are pretty similar. But, like, he still has three players who are taking away from his touches, which would hurt his VORP, which would hurt his per 36. No, VORP doesn't mean much when you're looking at yes, compared to other players Dude, on your team. Devin no. Booker probably has an insane VORP because the rest of his team doesn't score. But if you put Devin no, Booker doesn't. on a team with other players who score more, his stats are going to go down, which is going to hurt his VORP. Minimally. But when you look at other advanced statistics like win shares and just box plus minus, it's Chris Middleton. It's not even close. Like he has a point two. He has a 21 win share per 48 uh, minutes, but win share is a 7.4. Jason Tatum's at like a four or something like that. I don't know. But, I mean, just, I don't know. This is a very tough debate to really I tell. Don't I don't mean, think offensively they are, like, versatility-wise. Three-point and... I mean, he just plays his Jason role Tatum's so much like, better. Dude, Jason Tatum's he's a, like he's a better, the best. He's a better three-point shooter. Jason and he's Tatum's a, better, a playmaker. Jason right? Tatum is a top three pull-up three-point shooter in the league. Okay, Chris Middleton is just a better three-point shooter because period, he's so. shooting in better positions. He, okay, he's still a better three-point shooter. shooter than like mid-range doesn't matter in the NBA. Like, like who uh, cares if he's a better pull-up three-point shooter? Chris Middleton's a better three-point shooter. Period. Yeah, but Chris Middleton doesn't have to be in the positions where he has to do a pull-up three-point shot because he's the second but option. He ta- he, okay, no, yeah. He does. He takes a good amount of them. And he's worse at them. Okay. It doesn't matter because he makes up for that with his overall better three-point shooting. But, but like, it, Chris Middleton is a better three-point shooter. Gonna, you but offensively, he can't do anything else. You can't argue he can't that someone's a, inside three point, of the three point a better three-point shooter just because they... Are better at taking pull-ups. I didn't say he was a better three-point shooter. I agree that Chris Middleton. Okay, then why are you? You're just arguing for no reason. Then he's a better. No, I'm just. Shooter. I'm just making a point that he that Jason Tatum is one of the best pull-up shooters in the league. Okay, but he's which is a, not a better three-point shooter. That's a player. really good thing to have as a first option on your team. Oh, well, uh, Chris Middleton also is a better passer than yes. Jason Tatum. Definitely, he's a better playmaker, easily. And he's a better defender. Okay, Jason Tatum. No, I don't know is, about that. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum is Tatum, a good defender. Jason Tatum is a better, but Jason Tatum is you, a better no, defender. You, no. Jason Tatum is one of the best two-way players in the league. No. Yes. Okay. No. No. Yes, no, he no, is, no, he no, is, no. 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 When you look at Jason Tatum, Tatum not a bad def- like, Middleton is a better Tatum. defender. Jason Tatum is overrated on defense. No, just he's because not. He has better defenders around him. Dude, the Bucks are one of the best defensive systems in the league. Yes, I know, but that's because of Chris Middleton as well. Jason, okay. no, Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum adds to the defense. It's, it's like it's the Kyrie thing. Where no, it's not. Yes, Kyrie is bad at defense. Why does he? Why does he have the largest net rating swing on their team? on their team? I don't know because he because I don't know that that means he's either their best. If you, right. want, you want to say Marcus Smart is the better defender, I I tried I'm fine to, with that, but I tried to end this by saying. You can. It's, it's a it, hard thing to debate it is a tough because debate. you can just look at but each I, different thing. But and, and I, I like, just disagree if you say Middleton's a better defender. Like, yeah, that's I, not true. I wouldn't be surprised if if Tatum makes an All NBA defense team. Yeah, like he's I that would good. I would one hundred percent be surprised. No, wait, no. Yes, but, there are so many better defenders than Jason no. Tatum. Yes, he he will not. Okay, maybe in the future he makes an All Defensive NBA he team. Should make, honestly, he should make, but not this year. He could make it this year. He should make it this year. With, with, Paul, with Paul George no. defensively falling off a little bit, and no. no KD in the league, and LeBron not trying on defense, like forwards are going to be Giannis Kawhi. and Kawhi. And Marcus Smart's going to be first team at Pascal, I mean, Pascal Siakam like, is 
miles Jaylen ahead of Brown. Him. Do they put Jalen Brown? At no, he's a shooting guard. They put him at shooting guard. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on from this topic. Obviously, Chris Middleton and Jason Tatum is a heated topic between us. I think that like they're close, but I'm like if you ask me who I want on my team, not even close. It is fair to say though that Middleton well, is under no, okay. He's under. It depends on the team though. Like once again, well, okay. I don't want to make a huge debate out of it, but like when you're saying who do you who would I want on my team, Jason Tatum or Chris Middleton? It depends on the team. Like yeah, you, but the vast majority of teams. I are think taking Tatum. we can all agree though. Chris Middleton's pretty underappreciated in terms of the rest of the league. He doesn't get a lot of recognition yeah. for being a top. He kind of lives in Giannis's shadow. Yeah, unfortunately, because he is a good player. Yeah, I think Tatum is overrated in the league, and I think Chris Middleton is underrated, but I still think Tatum's better. Which I hate. To, I don't like Tatum, even though it sounds like I'm fanboying him right now. I hate Jason Tatum, but I think he is a better player. So now we'll move on to the top three, which normally. We would do them one at a time and discuss. Yeah, but, but these three are so, like, I think they're obviously this, the this year they're in a class of their own. Yeah, and it's not really comparable. Uh, number three, the the only thing that could be said is what for two of them is what position Bleacher Report put them at. Number three is Jimmy Butler. He's probably been playing small forward most of this year, but you could argue he's a shooting guard. He's played that for about as much of his career as he's played small forward but this year he's definitely small forward and he's having an insane year the only problem is that he just doesn't shoot well from three yeah yeah that's like that's that's like his but like but like that's his only he does everything else he's on he's on the perfect team for that to be his flaw though yeah because so many the rest of his roster really helps yeah so he there's a gap between him and the next two but He's definitely a top three player this year. Number two is Kawhi. And any other time in NBA history, he would probably be number one. Well, if KD wasn't hurt. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. except KD. But, like, historically, this dude's a beast. But, obviously, number one is LeBron James. You could argue he should be on the point guard list this year. But they're just putting his name on the point guard position. Like, He's taking the ball up. Cool. He always does that for the Cavs. Like, he's a small forward in the yeah. league. So, nothing needs to be said here. Best player. Best player the- ever. Definitely yes. the best player Go. in the league right now. We'll ha- oh. we, will, we will have an episode at some point in the next couple of months where the three of us just kind of go on a rant about why LeBron's better than Jordan. But for now, we'll just say we all think he's the GOAT. We, we're definitely in agreement with the top three. Yeah. Yeah. Top three is a lock in the small forward position. It'll be interesting to see where Kevin Durant slots into this next year. Because, like, normal Kevin Durant's slotting in Reddit too. But uh, with Kawhi being such a good player and Kevin Durant being 32 coming off a major injury, he could be falling down on this list. So we'll have to see how he works with Kyrie. We talked about that in the point guard video too. But for right now, that top three is a lock with... A couple of players who don't make the list because of injury or a weird position listed. So with that, we will end this one. This was probably going to be the shortest of all the positions we talk about. There's no depth at the small forward position in the league at this point. Super top heavy. Uh, If you have any comments on anything we said, just reach out to us on Twitter. Subtweet us on like any tweets about like, this player is better than this one. We'll give our take on it. We love giving takes on Twitter and hearing what you guys think.
Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mad Dog Pod. Like, uh, comment, anything really helps us. I mean, get involved in the conversation. We love to hear your feedback and anything you have to say on anything we've said on the podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbeam, or anywhere else where our podcast is available. And also share it with a couple of your friends. So with that, we're going to end this episode. We'll see you tomorrow for the Power Forwards episode. Thanks.